0: trust the movement, I negate the chaos, uplift the negative, I'll show up at the table again, and again Welcome to Grassroot Ohio, conversations with everyday people working on important issues here in Columbus and all around Ohio. I'm Carolyn Harding, and today I'm talking with Linda Jakes and Rochelle Martin, leaders and advocates for Franklin County's Alcohol, Drug, and Mental Health services adam h the adam h levy issue 24 is on the ballot right now linda jakes has been a staff member of concord counseling services for 33 years and is now the executive director the programs linda manages at concord incorporate support and community integration to increase community living days highlighted in john Kasich's book Courage is Contagious. She received her master's degree in social work at Ohio State University, has taught at Columbus State Community College in the Department of Mental Health and Substance Addictions. She is sought out to speak about severe and persistent mental illness from a service delivery perspective. She has been recognized in her field and honored by her lifelong service in mental health. Rochelle Martin has over 30 years of public service in the healthcare field, including coordination of healthcare systems nationally and internationally. Currently, she's the executive director of the National Alliance on Mental Illness of Franklin County, NAMI. She was formerly the director of training and prevention network services manager for the ADAMH. Adam H. Board of Franklin County and the co-founding partner of the Suicide Prevention Advisory Committee and the Suicide Prevention Foundation, and where she chaired the advisory committee for over four years. Rochelle was Project Coordinator for the HIV Outreach Demonstration Support Project and Team Leader for the Drug Abuse Prevention and Control Project, sponsored by the United States Agency for International Development USAID. Welcome to Grassroot Ohio. Thank you. Thank you. With COVID-19, climate crisis, a divisive election, protests for Black Lives Matters, the rushed Supreme Court decision, economic and emotional trauma, we are all impacted and the most vulnerable of our community depend on your services. We need drug, alcohol, and mental health services more than ever. Can you give us the basics that voters need to know about Issue Twenty Four, Adam H. Levy? Can we start with you, Linda?
1: Absolutely. Um, I, you know the things that we're looking at and i think rochelle and i have both been out kind of giving presentations to rotaries and chambers throughout franklin county and the things that we're talking about and presenting to folks is number one There has not been an increase in millage in almost 30 years for the Adams services. We are also looking at, it really is a small increase. They're they're saying for a home that's $100,000, it's about $22 a year. That's what the increase is going to be. And we're finding ourselves, I mean, in the last, I think, what did we look at in the last uh, 10 years? Uh, suicides have gone up in the state of Ohio by 45%. There is a tremendous increase in the need for these kind of services. And without this, we are really going to have to start cutting back. So, I mean, we're out begging, borrowing and stealing to make sure we get enough people to the polls to make this happen.
0: And how about you, Rochelle? And so I,
2: um The ADAM board funds um, 33 providers, and uh, Concord and NAMI Franklin County are each one of those, um, those agencies that receive funding. All of us, all 33 of us, have seen a huge increase in the number of people that are needing our support and care. And, um, and I believe wholeheartedly with my heart that people who are love are living with a mental health condition, with this pandemic, and the election, it has made it far worse for people. Mm -hmm. People who do not have a mental health disorder are being stressed feeling stressed and depression and anxiety as well so we are at a point where we are stretched and we need support from our community to help the most
0: vulnerable people in our community and with that who does adam h serve what what groups in franklin county does it serve
1: well, I guess I, I would look at they it's a plethora of services the the probably the the foundation of it is dealing with behavioral health. so addiction services, mental health services, prevention services, services to children, services to seniors I mean uh, services to families. we have a lot of programs. I mean, if you look at the community mental health centers that are provider agencies. We have, I would say, uh, we have at least 14 programs, just separate programs that get ADAM funding just through our agency alone. And we are probably a mid-sized agency in comparison. There are some agencies like Rochelle's that I think the majority of the funding that you get comes from the ADAM board.
2: Is that correct? Well, um, A great deal of our funding, but we also have our NAMI walk where we get funding. Yes. Yes. So so all of our funding doesn't come from uh, the Adam board, Mm -hmm. but at least 63% of it it does. Now, because of this pandemic, we did not get the funding that we would have ordinarily gotten for the walk. Right. Because we generally raise between eighty to f- to $95,000 for the walk. And we lost that this year. I, we are not the only ones of the Adam providers that are seeing a cut in services. Right. All of us are seeing it. We're, we're not just the only ones. No.
0: So I- there are, 33 organizations similar to your organizations, or are they some small, some larger? There's some small, there are some that are larger.
2: And and we all do different things, if you will. Some do similar things and some don't. And, and you have the comp agencies. Those agencies are North, Central, and Southeast. They are the big agencies that see a lot of people with severe mental illness or depression and and anxiety. Those are, and then we have some mid-sized agencies and then some are smaller. Um, and, And we are a support agency where we support families and people living with a mental health condition. And we actually refer people to Concord, to North Community, to other agencies.
0: I see. But is it safe to say that the folks that come through Adam H um, organizations don't have a lot of financial or, or insurance that is covering it? It's mostly folks that need it and don't have the money to cover it? In many ways, yes, that's true. So if they are coming in for
1: therapy or case management services, it is a sliding scale and it is based on income. But there are also some real specific programs. We are in four different uh, school districts. We're in Westerville, New Albany, Gahanna-Jefferson, and Groveport-Madison, all of them with different demographics in terms of need. But our job there is to provide prevention services Mm -hmm. to help people recognize when they're kids you know giving people the tools that they need at a young age so they can manage that whatever situation comes their way early on so there are every suburban district has an adam h provider there and also uh columbus city schools so that's another kind of piece that fits in
0: right okay so folks that Vote yes for for I'm sorry issue twenty four yes Adam H um it would cost roughly twenty two dollar twenty two fifty a month twenty two seventy five a year a, a year for so if that's like, <laughs> that's less than going out for dinner one time correct and this would cover so many important uh. so are there people opposing this or are most people in support of it.
1: I don't know that there is anyone that's come out opposing it. I have not heard that at all. I do think that because we are in a, a an economic environment where people are a little bit scared, saying yes to an increase in anything is probably making people a little bit fearful. So I think it was really important that we explained that it is $22.75 a year for a $100,000 home. So people aren't thinking, oh, my taxes are going to go up ridiculously. It What what you get back, there, there's a statistic that every dollar that is spent through Adam, you get $4 back in health, improved health and in productivity. So it, it is a way, you know, I always think sometimes as as culture. We're penny wise and pound foolish because we don't want to invest in things that will keep us having to pay for other things down the line. This is a way to keep people out of hospitals, out of prisons. There are so many things that we do that assist those high-end costs that we're paying for too. So $24 a year or $22 a year is cheap.
0: Well, and we're already, we're already paying, we're paying a, a portion every year for this service. So yes. this is, has not been um, in, increased for 30 years and so much has been going on. And we all know I'm so appreciative of the work as I've been researching your agencies of what you do for our community and how your preventative trainings and services do keep our society safe, safer and healthier. I'm curious. Now it is a board, and who decides? Who decides which agencies get funding?
1: Rochelle, since you used to work there, I'm 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 handing that one to you.
2: Oh, bless your heart. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, we um we have to submit a proposal to the Adam board, and it's called an Agency services plan. Okay, every year. Every year we do this and every year they review it with a fine tooth comb. We may be able to um, ask for additional money for an additional program that we may want to have. But by and large, we submit our budget, our proposal, they review it and we hear back from them and we will get the money now. A new a new agency that is interested mm-hmm. is much tougher for them uh, because they continue. Um, the Adam Board continues to fund the programs that uh, have been with them for years and have demonstrated results. Right. And, and uh, but I will say that they have funded new agencies but it is not a given all the time i will say that
0: excellent this is Grassroot ohio and i'm carolyn harding and today i'm talking with linda jakes and rochelle martin they're both advocates for issue 24 which is adam h alcohol drugs and mental health and um it's on the ballot this november Let's go on. I do have a question. Is this issue partisan at all, or is it just pretty much, it's just human? It's human. It's just human. It's human. Mental health goes across all boards. It does. It doesn't matter
1: your political affiliation. We serve
0: anybody who
1: needs the service.
0: I'm curious, how did each one of you, what was the impetus that propelled you into working for mental health? Let's start with you, Rochelle.
2: <laughs> I, in my past life, I also worked in HIV. And so um, it was uh, natural for me. I uh, wanted very, well, I lived in Detroit, Michigan, and I moved back here to Columbus because it is home. And I had some family dealings with HIV. And I wanted very badly to work for um, ODATIS, which was the Ohio Department of Alcohol and Drug Addiction Services, to educate all of the substance abuse agencies on HIV. Mm. And I got that job. Mm. And I helped to educate all at that time, it was 400 substance abuse agencies in the state of Ohio on HIV. And so we were very close to mental health at that time. I mean, mental health, the department also had, um, you know, education on, on, uh, HIV and mental health at, at the same time. So that was my involvement. And, um, and then I was drafted to work uh, in the Clinton administration on, ed- on educating federal, um, federal employees on HIV. And I lived in Washington, D.C. I moved there. And then I came back here <laughs> and needed a job. So I went to work for Adam. And I actually loved it. I was the prevention manager at the
1: time.
0: Thank you. And how about you, Linda? How did what what propelled you to work in mental health?
1: I uh, I, I went into social work in my bachelor, bachelor's degree, and I in my mind after I graduated, I thought I was going to be a marriage therapist. I don't even know why, but that's what I thought I was going to do. And I got a job in Norwalk, Ohio, and I, the only position that was available was a coordinator for a program with people with severe and persistent mental illness. Now, Mm -hmm. this was back in 1977. So the medications and the people's ability to manage their lives, it was right after deinstitutionalization. And a lot of folks were trying to manage in the community and having difficult times. And all of a sudden I went, these are my people. (laughs) I, it was, uh, it was like one of those moments where you went, this is what I was meant to do with my life. I knew it without hesitation. Mm-hmm. And that has probably been where I've had most of my focus in my career has been with that population. Uh, I'm, I'm a great believer in building community, that if you do that, you are going to find people do better. If they, you know, if I get a flat tire, I call AAA. People with mental illness back in the day, if they got a flat tire, they called their case manager. They didn't know what to do. So that was their world. And so teaching people how to be in a community and how to develop that has really led to folks living more purposeful, meaningful life.
2: And let me just tell you something, she is amazing. And we have a partnership together And so uh, at our agencies. And so we we would like to talk a little bit about that. Is that okay? Yes, please do. Okay.
1: Go ahead, Rochelle.
2: And you fill in. I will. Okay. All right. Concord and NAMI, uh, Franklin County, do what is called the respite program.
1: Only paid for by Adam. Yes.
2: That's exactly what I was going to say. Okay. And... um, And so how it works is a family member who um, has a loved one living with them in their home with a persistent mental illness gets 12 hours a month, a respite specialist going in and caring for their loved one for a few hours while they get out. The example that we, there are two examples that we like to give. One is with, with um, the woman who could not get to church service. She was paying someone to come in and watch her son. And so now, well, not during the pandemic, of course, but prior to that respite service was provided to that family member. We also had another young man who um, needed a re- who, who whose family member requested the respite care for him, and he wanted to learn how to do fencing, and so Concord provided that service. But the one thing that I want out of this, what is important for me to share about this, is that the Adam board providers are now looking at partnerships how can we come together to provide a meaningful partnership that will even go further
1: with our dollars
2: um, and
1: it's bringing people together the beauty of this is it let's bring people together that do the best of. So you take care of this part, you can fill our coffers with families because that's who Rochelle works with. We can provide the respite care. So where we partner, I think we find ourselves doing the most amazing programs because we're not trying to be the best at everything. We are the best at what we're good at. And it makes a more robust and meaningful program. Yes.
0: Excellent. I understand that as an activist, we know each other, and some of us are good at really good at certain things and others are really good at other things. And we hand off and and refer to those, you know to who whose skill sets are strong in certain areas. I'm curious, Linda. Um, in your bio, you said, um, I wasn't sure what community living days are. It was re- referenced in your um in the former Governor Kasich's book. Yes, the community living it? program. When I,
1: for, when I, after I got my master's program, I was the treatment team leader of a treatment team here in Columbus. And we started what was called the community living program. It was prior to CMHA giving out certificates for people to live. So we were trying to find people homes that were affordable. So Over on Morse Road, there was an apartment complex. We said, hey, you can call us any time of the day or night. We'll come help you out with anything that's going on. And we moved a bunch of people into this apartment complex and developed a community. And they became friends. We had activities seven days a week. We would do things and we would have a current events group. We would have a drop-in center where we planned weekends. And these folks became this very tight knit group that helped each other out. You know, if they were not feeling really well one night, instead of having to call a hotline, they called each other, nice. similar to what we did. And so John Kasich came and our conversation was about parody. And that's why he came and wanted to meet and he saw what we did. And he was like, whoa, this is really awesome. I go, yes, it is. These are some awesome people and he decided to feature, we were one of the programs featured in his book. So.
0: And I also noticed that um, Concord Counseling is a training site for OSU psychiatry residents. Yes, it is. Tell us a little bit about that. I want to let you know that I come from um, a mental health family um, in Worthington, the um, Harding Hospital, formerly, um, now part of Ohio State okay um, so i grew up across the ravine from the hospital so i mental mental health has always been part of my life and and i value it highly yes so tell us about this osu psychiatry residence well
1: psychiatrists number one i think too few folks that go into medicine decide to go into psychiatry i don't a lot of times people say there's a stigma to it since there's a stigma to mental illness But uh, what we try to do, psychiatrists that do go in, you can make more money if you go into a hospital uh, climate or if you go into private practice. But there really is a, a when you get to work with folks where you have nursing and case managers and therapists and you get this whole team of people working with one person to kind of take care of everything. You find people that go into psychiatry, if they don't taste that, they don't know that it's even out there for them to access. So part of getting psychiatry into community mental health centers is by having residents at least do a rotation through one. And I, one, two, three of our psychiatrists went through that rotation and it's a wonderful way to get people into community care.
0: Awesome. And um, Rochelle, can you tell us, um, I looked at NAMI's website and it said one in 20 lives, one of 20 people live with a serious mental illness, such as schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, and 50% of mental health conditions begin by 14, 75 of mental health conditions develop by age 24. What mental services do you provide at NAMI?
2: We do do not provide mental health services. We are a supportive agency. And what we do is um, uh, a family member or someone living with a mental health condition may call us on the phone and say, look, I have a family member who is living with a mental illness and they need care. How can I get them some care? And what I do is I listen, I really listen intently to figure out which road I'm going to go through to send them to that, to that provider. Okay. And then let me tell you this, what I've done is I have developed friendships with the executive directors of these mental health agencies, and I will call them up and say, I need your help, I need your guidance, tell me where I should send this person, this this family member. In addition to that, once I find where that family member needs to go and I've made that connection, I then refer, make sure that the family member knows that they can join one of our support groups. We have nine of them and um, and I facilitate some of them. And I want them to come and join our NAMI family and hear what, how other people are managing their journey through mental illness.
0: All right, we have 20 seconds left. I would like you to just give a pitch to our audience about voting for this issue. Um, Linda, why don't you wrap it up? Uh, oh,
1: I guess, I mean, what I can say is this has been a blessing that my job was to help people find their way. We need your assistance. You know, voting yes for this levy, just less than a dinner, you can help people find their way. You can help support organizations like NAMI, Franklin County, and Concord, and we ask for your assistance.
0: Thank you so much for the work that you do, and um, we'll be voting for this um, Adam H. Levy. Thanks. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. In addition to our Friday 5 p.m. broadcast at 94.1 FM Columbus, WGRN.org, Grasswood, Ohio will now air on Sundays at 2 p.m. at 92.7 and 98.3 FM Columbus, WCRS.org and at 4 p.m. at 107.1 FM in Wheeling, Moundsville, West Virginia, on WEJPLPFM. You can also find us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for joining us. You've been listening to Grassroot Ohio, 94.1 FM, WGRN.org. We air Friday nights at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can listen to all our previous shows archived on the top post of our Grassroot Ohio Facebook page. There's a time to listen and learn, a time to organize and strategize, and a time to stand up, fight back.